This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Allies called for restraint and de-escalation. A new conflict would be in no one's interest. That was NATO's Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg calling for restraint as tensions mount sharply between the United States and Iran after Iran's top general was killed in a U.S. airstrike. Now there are questions about a Canadian-led training mission in Iraq and questions that put that into limbo. It was suspended over the weekend because of the ongoing crisis in the Middle East. But we heard also from Stoltenberg that there are no plans to shut it down permanently. In fact, he is defending the training mission as essential for defeating the Islamic State of Iraq. Well, joining me on the line now is Reggie Cicchini, Global News Radio producer based in Washington, D.C. Reggie, thanks so much for being with us. Good afternoon. And uh, I know you've been reporting on this uh, on the news as well. Bring us uh, up to speed. What is the latest in what's happening now with this training mission in Iraq? So, yeah, this training mission uh, in Iraq, uh, we All right, we're going to try and reestablish contact with Reggie. You got to love technology. It always is right there. Uh, just to give you a bit more background on uh, what is happening, as I mentioned, the mission itself is in limbo, suspended over the weekend because of the ongoing crisis. Uh, the mission includes about 250 Canadian soldiers. It is being commanded by a Canadian general. And as we heard from the uh, UN Secretary General, calling it absolutely crucial that it is essential in that region. All right, let's bring Reggie Cicchini back in. Reggie, sorry about that. Hey, that was uh, just technology not uh, not working well on the first day back. <laughs> not our friend, but sounding much more solid now. All right, so what is happening with this training mission? Well, so the training mission, uh, it's not officially cancelled out. Uh, you know, Canadian military sources are simply saying that this is a, uh, a pause and it's simply out of uh, kind of a due diligence thing that's coming from the defence minister as well, saying that they're monitoring the situation and that, uh, you know, coalitions, when it comes to NATO, they're, uh, NATO rather, they're stable uh, and they are simply uh, trying to make sure that they can uh, kind of keep everything on the ground, understanding that situations are volatile, that, uh, you know, ground is always shaky in the Middle East and simply trying to pull back and monitor a situation is better than kind of wiping something out in its complete totality uh, or kind of overstepping your ground. So I think they're, uh, you know, not only just looking at Canada, you're looking at kind of the world as a, as a whole when they have an interest in the Middle East or an interest in keeping things safe in the Middle East. Uh, the best thing to do is kind of sit back and watch how things are playing out. So was it a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, do you think, to uh, immediately after the airstrike that killed the top general to say that this, this, uh, this mission could be cancelled? 
Well, I don't think it was. It could be considered as knee jerk. It simply could also be taken as a uh, you know a situation is going to be uh, is going to be rocky. It's going to be kind of shaky. And the last thing you want to do is possibly do anything that could be seen as a provocation. So I think to kind of step back and look at how things are going, it plays uh, favorable for everybody who's trying to take part in something. Right. And I guess one of the concerns, though, could also be if you did cancel it immediately, it might show a sign of weakness. Of course, it might show a sign of weakness. And uh, there are opportunities for uh, players in the Middle East, particularly Iran or any of Iran's proxies that operate through the Middle East, to kind of uh, take advantage of any kind of opening and try to use it as an opportunity to push propaganda or push influence further than what they're doing already. Uh, And I I think that this is why uh, you're seeing something and you're seeing uh, uh, Canada and, and NATO simply say things are being paused and not being replaced or not being put uh, kind of through a review. It's to simply, again, sit back, watch the situation, monitor how things are going. Tensions are going to remain high no matter what happens, no matter what's paused and what's ongoing or not, uh, and kind of review things and see how things move forward. And tensions being high, again, not a huge surprise. As we know, this isn't the first time the United States has taken out a top official that has launched an airstrike to do this. I guess, do we think what's kind of different this time is the follow-up tweeting by the president and the follow-up almost kind of uh, poking the stick at the bear following this? I mean, that's causing problems right now, and it's causing a lot of discussion in Washington and likely causing a lot of discussion through parts of the EU as well. When the president's saying that, you know, he's going to potentially, uh, you know, like you said, poke that bear by saying that there could be uh, con- uh, additional targets that are struck in Iran if they continue to uh, carry out threats or at least hold threats over any kind of American interest or American uh, citizen or diplomat who's working in that region. And the president is finding himself up against the possibility that he could be facing a war crime both from the International Criminal Court and from uh, his own domestic sources because any kind of attack that takes place in the Middle East that goes above and beyond the nature of an attack that was uh, kind of put towards the United States can be seen as going against military law in the United States. So there are questions right now as to who's whispering things into President Trump's ear if he's working things on his own. And this is why there is a uh, kind of growing call for the president to declassify any of the information uh, leading up to and surrounding that attack in Iraq last week. Uh, Do you think uh, there's any uh, likelihood that will happen? Well, I mean, the president is expected to uh, address the full Senate on Wednesday. We don't have an idea as to what he's going to say as of yet. We know he's not going to address anybody from the House, but we do know that the so-called Gang of Eight, who deal with these kind of uh, foreign military uh, operations overseas, uh, they weren't notified ahead of this attack. They were notified within the uh, 48 hours that is constitutionally mandated for that to take place. Uh, But what the president ultimately is going to say uh, on Wednesday is still unknown. We know that the people in the administration, including Secretary of uh, State Mike Pompeo continue to pat the president on the back for this move, saying that they took, you know, a quote, a bad guy off the field. What they aren't doing are explaining what was leading up to this. They won't explain what the uh, imminent threats that they believe were out there are and were hoping potentially that the president is going to lay that out on the line when he speaks on Wednesday. But is he under any obligation to do so? 
No, well, the president used Twitter to simply say that he's not under any obligation to kind of give any information out. It's just simply passed protocol uh, that has kind of led to where we are now. Presidents oftentimes will give uh, instruction to Congress of what they're going to do when it comes to laying out an attack because it oftentimes can create a bit of, uh, uh, of an uneasy situation when one country releases an attack on another country and you have to deal with uh, what the fallout's going to be militarily. You have to deal with what the fallout's going to be diplomatically for posts around the world and for your people. So that's why a president goes to Congress, uh, because they're supposed to be seen as co-equal branches of government. We've seen President Trump rally and fight back against Congress uh, significantly during both the Mueller investigation and the Ukraine investigation, which led to impeachment. Uh, So I think that he just looked at this as an opportunity to do what he thought was best to try and, uh, you know, de-escalate a situation that has, uh, you know, kind of flipped on the reverse and has escalated further. And NATO's uh, Secretary General also calling for uh, not a de-escalation, but asking that things not escalate. Uh, That was uh, also something that he said following that meeting today. Uh, I I guess it's just uh, we don't know at this point if Iran's going to listen to him. No, we don't know if Iran's going to listen to that, but there are calls from uh, outside of NATO as well uh, for uh, for things to not kind of step up any further than they are right now, up to and including uh, Russia, who has also said that the situation needs to kind of de-escalate or not grow any further than where it is right now. The German Chancellor, Angela Merkel, was meeting with Vladimir Putin to discuss these rising tensions in the Middle East because Iran uh, is simply an unknown player. They're oftentimes trying to act out their own will by trying to push their own influence throughout the uh, Middle East. Their goal, according to the person who has now replaced uh, Soleimani, is to remove U.S. troops from the entire Middle East region. So there is an opportunity for things to grow further than where they are right now. And to have somebody like Russia, who would ultimately be pulled into any kind of uh, battle through the Middle East, to have them say, maybe we should settle this down a bit, or to have Israel say, this is an American problem, this is not an Israeli problem right now, is a uh, still kind of shaky gravity. Uh, about the situation right now. All right, we'll leave it there. Reggie, thanks so much for your time. Thank you.